0: Today's reading is from the first book of Samuel, chapter 17, verses 4 to 11. So we'll just turn there now. First Samuel, chapter 17, verses 4 to 11. A champion named Goliath, who was from Gath, came out of the Philistine camp. His height was six cubits and a span. He had a bronze helmet on his head and wore a coat of scale armor of bronze weighing 5,000 shekels. On his legs he wore bronze greaves and a bronze javelin was slung on his back. His spear shaft was like a weaver's rod and its iron point weighed 600 shekels. His shield bearer went ahead of him. Goliath stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, why do you come out and line up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight and kill me, we will become your subjects. But if I overcome him and kill him, you will become our subjects and serve us. Then the Philistines said, This day I defy the armies of Israel. Give me a man and let us fight each other. On hearing the Philistines' words, Saul and all the Israelites were dismayed and terrified.
1: Hey Josh, you want to come up, man? We're gonna pray for you. We're gonna see what God has in store. Wow! This um, this looks like kids' ministry. This is awesome. I love it. But um, let's pray, man. Look, you've um, you've been gone for six months now. Is that right? Something something like that, mum? Not quite, <laughs> mum. Yeah. Is that right, mum? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Something like that, maybe eight months. Is, is that a good six Tuesday. months, mum, or a bad six months? Is that like, yeah, I know, I know for you. Is that, is that good or bad? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So six months in Queensland. Queensland. Yeah, working under Ben Dayton. Ben so Dayton. Dayton may or yep. may not know him. Some of you remember Ben Dayton was here uh, a few years back. Now up um, working with Tracy Valentine for those who have been here for a bit longer or do you remember Tracy Valentine. We're sending everybody slowly to Queensland. <laughs> Yeah, they will leave in the middle of winter for some reason. I don't know. But um, so w- tell us about what are you doing up in Queensland? What are you doing with? with so pretty ben? much,
2: I'm a youth intern under Ben. I was studying um, what was I studying? My diploma of the of my diploma of theology, and um, so pretty much, I studied online, but I did my practice at the church. So I was involved in the youth. I was helping run nights. I was just being a part of the church, pretty much.
1: Yeah. So how many youth? Would be at this little church in.
2: Little church, it's not a little church. It's a pretty big church. Um, Miranda, how many would they have? They have about. Yeah. 150 kids. Yeah. 150. I personally um, helped, taught, and like mentor the year. Um, well, I started off with the year sevens, and then I went yeah, to yeah. the year eights. Cool.
1: Yeah. So um, so Gateway Baptist is a multi-campus church. Yeah, multi-campus. They have about it's, five
2: campuses now. When, and as I moved up there, they actually just opened up their campus in the city, and that was pretty cool and pretty exciting, being able to have a campus in the, like, dense population of the city, having people just walk in from the streets.
1: Yeah, it's cool. It's one of the largest camp. Baptist churches in the country. Yeah, it like, is. It's, it's pretty fancy. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So you're up there uh, learning and, and running stuff with youth. And, yeah. and, and look, we really believe in you, man. We, we love that, you know, you're up there learning and getting skilled up and trained up and, and that sort of stuff, which is great. So... Really looking forward to what God is, has to say to us uh, through the message. tonight. We're just going to pray for you, and then we'll um, let you speak. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Josh. Thank you for uh, what has been stirring in his heart and in his mind and his spirit in and around this message. Lord, I pray that the nerves that he have had would just be overwhelmed by the confidence that comes from you and only you. Lord, that his words would fall to the ground. The words that come out of his mouth would be your words for your church Lord, I pray that, um, that he would communicate in a way that honors you, and Lord, I pray that we would be touched and challenged tonight as a result. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen. Thanks, man.
2: Thanks, mate. How are we, church? That's good. Um, before I really get into it, I'm going to steal an idea that Nathan did this morning to help break the ice and to help break the tension that you guys may be feeling with me up here. I'm going to ask you guys questions, and you're going to turn to the person near you, to your left, to your right, I don't don't care. And you're going to ask them this. So, first, turn to the person next to you, and tell them what their best facial feature is. awesome Uh, we'll we'll bring it back in I'll ask the next question alright a bit more of a simple one turn to the other person if there is another person and ask them what their favourite food is Awesome, Alrighty, final one. This one, this last one's a bit more simple, a little bit more basic. Turn to someone near you and ask them how their daily walk with the Lord is and if they feel like they're reading enough scripture. (laughs) Ask them how their daily walk with the Lord is and if they feel they're reading enough scripture. It's a pretty simple one. Awesome. Alrighty. Question time over. That was fun. So I hope we're all feeling relaxed and more comfortable now. So I'm going to read to you again the uh, passage that was just read because it's going to um, lead into something that I'm going to be doing. So 1 Samuel 17 verses 4 to 11. And there came out from the camp of the Philistines a champion named Goliath of Gath, whose weight was six cubits and a span. He had a helmet of bronze on his head and he was armed with a coat of mail and the weight of the coat was 5,000 shekels of bronze and he had bronze armor on his legs and a javelin of bronze slung between his shoulders. The shaft of his spear was like a weaver's beam and his spearhead weighed 600 shekels of iron and his shield-bearer went before him. He stood and shouted to the ranks of Israel, Why have you come out to draw up for battle? Am I not a Philistine? Are you not servants of Saul? Choose a man for yourselves and let him come down to me. If he is able to fight with me and kill me, then we will be your servants. But if I prevail against him and kill him, then you shall be our servants and serve us. And the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When all of Israel heard these words, when Saul and all of Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. So you guys can better visualise this and so I can have a bit of fun with it, I'm going to get some volunteers up to help visualise it. So I'm going to grab Jack and I'm going to grab, oh my goodness, Jonah, sorry, been away, names. (coughs) Cheers, Jonah, (laughs) sorry, mate. (laughs) Sorry (laughs) for forgetting. This is Jack Hicks. As you can tell, he's quite tall. How tall are you, Jack? Uh, About
1: six, six two and a half, six three, something like that.
2: Yeah, sweet. Um, that equates to what was it? One point nine meters. I think it's one point nine meters. Yeah. Awesome. Well. (laughs) Oh, that that person. person, That's not important. But, uh, um, (laughs) so he's only one point nine meters, and he's. A bit of a giant compared to someone like me or compared to someone like Jonah. But he isn't tall enough to be Goliath. Because Goliath was three meters tall. And I went home today when I was finalizing my prep and I decided to do a bit of arts and craft. And I decided to make if I can there we go. Decided to make this. So This is so, again, so we can better represent Goliath. Oh, how do you draw a nose? (laughs) (laughs) Right. So this is roughly, so he's 1.9 meters, as we said, and this is about a meter and a bit. So if you just hold that up, (laughs) hold it up to your face. But honestly, that's how tall Goliath would have been, about that much. Um, Yeah, so clearly he's very tall and very scary. (laughs) And I would have loved to have brought some armor as well. But I don't have armor. Who has armor? (laughs) So, but I was going through 12-year-old Josh's cupboard, toy cupboard, the other day. And I found all of this. So what this box is, this is 12-year-old Josh's body armor. So I thought, yeah, if anyone ever wants to fight me, this is 12-year-old me, I'll just be able to chuck this on and I'll be able to fight them. So it's just made up of, like, soccer shin pads and stuff. So we'll get you to chuck on some of this to represent the armor. That's just, yeah.
1: (laughs) Just put on your arms. (laughs)
2: Yeah, yeah. Oh, it oh. oh, it's got little arm things.
0: Oh, <laughs> <okay>. <laughs> yeah, 'cause little
2: Josh didn't fit, so like I had to, yeah, modify it. And then have this, so we can use that as well. That's not your head. That's your. That's your head. <laughs> yeah. We have, we have Goliath, <laughs> and he's, yeah, so Jack's going to be my Goliath, and then we have Jonah. Jonah's going to be my David. So, seven months ago, when I was here, before I moved away, Jonah was a lot smaller. <laughs> <laughs> he was probably about this tall, <laughs> and he was really cute, but now he's this tall, and not as cute. But he's, yeah, he's going to be my David. And I don't have a sling, because those are illegal. But I do have a Nerf gun. <laughs> and that's going to be our sling. So there we have David and David and Goliath. <laughs> Good check. So, yeah. David and Goliath. That filled in some time. <laughs> All right. So... A bit of info about Goliath. The armor that he had on his torso, his upper body, weighed around 55 kilograms. That's not including the armor that was on his legs, arms, and shoulders, because we don't have numbers for that. The shaft of the spear was like a weaver's beam, and the spearhead was six kilograms. He carried all of this, so he was obviously a very big dude. Now, a bit of backstory about David. He was the youngest of eight brothers. He's around... 12 to 15 years old, and he was also chosen to, by God to eventually become the king of Israel. He was a shepherd intended to his sheep and fought off lions and bears with his nerf gun. <laughs> Most of the time when we look at the story of David and Goliath, we think to ourselves, we think of ourselves as David, fearless, brave, and full of hope. I know for me, some of you will definitely agree on this. But at times, I can be quite fearless, brave, and hopeful. I know that was definitely the case when I went for my license, which I failed twice. (laughs) Looking into how fearless and brave David is, we read in verse 31 to 37. When the words of David were spoken, they repeated them before Saul, and he sent for him. And David said to Saul, let no man's heart fail because of him. Your servant and will go and fight with this Philistine. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him, for you are but a youth, and he has been a man of war from his youth. But David said to Saul, your servant used to keep sheep for his father, and when there came a lion or a bear and took a lamb from the flock, I went after him and struck him and delivered it out of his mouth. And if he arose against me, I caught him by his beard and struck him and killed him. Your servant has struck down both lions and bears, and this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them. For he has defied the armies of the living God. And David said, The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will deliver me from the hand of this Philistine. And Saul said to David, Go, and the Lord be with you. So we can see how confident David is in this section. But unlike me, when I went for my license, he isn't just confident in his own abilities. He was confident and hopeful in God's as well. Though he is greatly outmatched by a person like Goliath, he says to Saul, yeah, nah, she'll be right. I'll go and fight him because I have God on my side. David in this story is such a good example of how we should be when we're feeling overpowered. He puts his hope in God. That's why I question you. Are you finding your hope in God? You can take all that off now and you can sit back down. Thanks for your help, boys. Can we give him a clap? <laughs> Cheers. So David's obviously a really good example of what we should be like with our hope. But a lot of the time, we're not like David. A lot of the time, we're like the Israelites. In verse 10 and 11 of that passage, it reads, And the Philistines said, I defy the ranks of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. When Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistine, they were were dismayed and greatly afraid. Similar in verse 24, it says, All the men of Israel, when they saw the man, fled from him and were much afraid fled from him and were much afraid. It was actually Saul's job as king to accept the challenge that Goliath gave. But he was terrified of Goliath. Who wouldn't be? He thought Goliath would just pick him up, threw him up and spit him back out. And that's, without a doubt, that's what would have happened if he'd gone out there. When we're facing something, when we're facing a challenge, we tend to do one of two things. We find our hope in ourselves or in something else other than God or we lose all hope completely. For me, it was I was too confident in my abilities to drive a car. I hadn't put in the time or the practice. I put my hope in myself and that I could get lucky and pass. For the Israelites, it was number two. When Goliath walked onto the field, they were terrified and lost all hope. Are you finding your hope in God? Or are you doing one of these? Let's talk about Jesus. See David is a good example of how we should put our hope in God, but Jesus is where we actually find it. Jesus is God's hope for us. Jesus is the son of God, but he is also God at the same time. Jesus, God and the Holy Spirit are the same thing. Jesus was born into this world by the Virgin Mary. Why? Not just so he could live an awesome life and do a bunch of cool miracles, but so he could eventually die on a cross. Why? Because we are all evil and full of sin. God loves us so much, but sin has stopped him from fully reaching us. He can't be around sin. But God came up with a way to fix it. That's where Jesus comes in. Jesus died on the cross as a perfect sacrifice. When he died, he took all sin onto himself. And allowed us to be saved. He made it that we could come back into relationship with God. Let me, I've actually got another example. Does someone have a Bible or something I can use as a prop? Thank you. I'll, I'll look after it, don't worry. So, this is an example that I learned a long time ago. So, imagine this hand, my left hand, is us. And not to be disrespectful, but imagine this is sin. And this is God. God wants to be in relation with us. But when we, when we had the sin, when Adam and Eve when they had the apple, sin got in the way. God wasn't able to reach us anymore. But God made a fix for it. He sent Jesus to die as a perfect sacrifice so we could find grace. So sin could be taken out of the way. So we could come back into relationship with him. So it's because of Jesus we're able to be free of sin and that we have hope. So you might have a challenge in front of you. Maybe you're struggling with school or work. Maybe you're struggling with addiction, porn, drugs, people, TV. Or maybe you're sad, feeling unloved or dealing with grief, depression, anxiety, whatever it is. But how are you dealing with it? Are you finding your hope in God? Maybe you're trying to deal with things in your own strength or maybe you're being completely overpowered that would never work if that's you i encourage you find your hope in god and if you need help with that after the service people like tim and the elders will be at the front you can ask for prayer you can look into scripture you can pray i'll grab the band up it's been pretty short and sweet but Let's pray. Dearly Father, thank you for giving me the opportunity to come here and preach. I pray for the people in this room that the message that you want me to preach is being given to them, that they can hear it with their ears and that people that are going through things, whether they're feeling overpowered, that they find their hope in you or maybe they're trying to do things their way. Maybe they're trying to power through it. Nah, should be right. Let's get it done. That's not right. We need you, Lord. We need to find our hope in you. And I pray for any silent intentions that might be on people's hearts, things that aren't necessarily said out loud or prayed for, but you know they're there, Lord. You know their struggles. I pray that you can just be in that and around that, Lord. Amen.
0: When I learnt that we were doing the series on hope, and Josh touched on it, maybe in different words, I love that hope is a, a doing word, that we put our hope.